Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dub Nation. Dub Nation. Dub Nation. Many years have passed. Filled with titles. NBA champions. And new faces. The Golden State Warriors select James Weissman. But now, the voice of the Warriors. The voice of the Warriors invites you to return to your seats. Please take your seats. At the Warriors Roundtable. Bernie Butter got it! Curry! Welcome back to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7, the game. Here's Tim Roy. Draymond, up top, Boulder screens for Curry. Curry gets open. Three ball good. You knew it was going yep. in as soon as he released it. His seventh of the night. What did I say last week? What did I say the week before? You have to appreciate this while it lasts. Stephen Curry, second starting guard with 25 points and 50% shooting in 10 straight games after his 36-point performance, 13 of 19 against Cleveland last night. 13 of 19. He joins Michael Jordan. Jordan did it in 11 straight games in 95-96. He is on a tear. I don't know if I've ever seen him play better. I mean, certainly it's it's within range of what he did in his MVP seasons. And so, uh, again, just appreciate why you have a chance. I am Tim Roy. Welcome to the roundtable. Warriors are 15 and 13. Nice win last night. A little bounce back. And then the Miami Heat come to town to end the homestand. They're not doing as well as you would expect the defending Eastern Conference champions to do. They haven't shot the ball all that well this year. They've had trouble with the three-point shot. But... They're still the Miami Heat. They still have that Heat culture. They still have Jimmy Butler. Uh, they are going to be a handful tomorrow out at Oracle. 6.30 with a pregame show tomorrow night. Tom Tobert alongside Warriors and the Miami Heat. What's up coming tonight? We've got a great show for you. Later on the show, we'll look ahead to the Warriors road trip after tomorrow night. Seven of the final eight of the first half are going to be on the road for Golden State. So make sure you stick around for that schedule and find out who the Dubs will be playing this weekend. Plus... We'll also hear from Mark Stein of the New York Times. He, of course, on Twitter at the Stein Line, and we'll find out about how the NBA is negotiating through this uncertain season with more games being postponed. The Detroit and Spurs game got postponed, uh, as well as some of the games in Texas being postponed because of weather. But the NBA has games to make up in the second half. They have the All-Star game upcoming. We'll talk about that. He and I will debate about how big the roster should be on the All-Star game. And also take your calls and comments. That's upcoming toward the bottom of the hour. I wanted to know if you think this is the best Steph Curry has played as a warrior. Are you surprised at Andrew Wiggins? I looked something up today about Andrew Wiggins. In overall contesting shots, no matter where the shot is, okay, 
he has one of the best ratios in the league. It's right up there with Rudy Gobert. And opponents are shooting 38% when Wiggins is contesting their shots. 38%. Okay, he's a lot better defender than than I was led to, to believe. He's a lot better defender than, than I think even he knew. And he's just scratching the surface on that we're going to hear from another great defender Kent Bazemore is going to join us talk about his career in the NBA and his return to the Golden State Warriors where it all began for him back in the 2012-2013 season a quick reminder the Dub Nation the power to select the starters of this year's all-star game is in your hands it's time to dub the vote sponsored by Verizon vote your favorite Warriors into the all-star game by going to warriors.com the voting ends today it ends today, so you got to vote now. Vote now. Vote early. Vote often. Vote like it's a Chicago election. That's how you got to vote on this. So coming up later on the hour, I want to take your calls and comments. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at WarriorsVox, WarriorsVox. That's WarriorsVox on Twitter. I'll try to get to as many as you can. But first up, Kent Bazemore came to the Golden State Warriors as the first free agent signing for Warriors general manager Bob Myers. He was part of that fun 2012-2013 Warriors squad that surprised everybody. Players like Carl Landry and Jarrett Jack, along with Curry and Thompson and Draymond Green and David Lee. The upset of the Denver Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs and then scaring the San Antonio Spurs with a split to start that series before eventually succumbing to the powerful San Antonio team. But Kent Bazemore has carved himself out a very nice niche in the NBA. He's a defender. He's improved with his three-point shooting. He can be an offensive threat and he knows a lot more about the NBA now than he did before. Here's my conversation with Warriors wing Kent Bazemore. Well, Kent, a nice win last night for you guys, and and uh, certainly, you know, the ball movement with the second unit was was excellent last night. I thought you guys played really well, and it's it's just uh, it's been an interesting year, you know, up up and down for this Warriors squad with a lot of new faces and some returning faces like yourself. So, what will it take, do you think, for this club to to roll off, uh, you know, a series of wins, get a winning streak started? What's it What's it going to take? I just think it'll take, you know, uh, consistency is the word we kind of been, you know, uh, yearning for, you know, throughout the season. But, uh, you know, if you dive a little deeper, you know, uh, consistent focus for 48 minutes, um, you know, consistent uh, attention to detail, execution, um, you know, playing the game for more of a, you know, mental versus physical. You know, it's a, you know, it's really hard to feel great every night with so many games. So you got to learn to play the game between know the ears and you know we're we're getting there we're making some some high high caliber plays as a team as as separate units and uh you know things are starting to turn around a little bit for us i think uh we started relying on our defense and trust our defense and uh you know lead with that and 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 you know things are starting to turn here in a little bit for us you know you're i'm listening to your answer and i'm thinking about you know maybe the last time you were on this show and you were fresh to the NBA. I think your answer might have been a little bit different. You sound like a grizzled veteran now. You sound like a vet. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you, you, I've, I've been, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, a couple playoff runs, uh, my stay and my time in Atlanta, um, and, and play had the you know opportunity to play with some guys that been around the game for a long time, and uh, you learn a lot. And, uh, you know, once you start playing that high-level basketball, you really start to understand what matters. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, just you know, stand together, weathering the storms, and and uh, you know, execution is a is a huge part of it. You know, which team can be on the string on both ends of the floor, 
uh, you know, for the most minutes, you know, throughout the game. You weren't here for the the five year run, but you were here at the beginning. You were the first free agent that Bob Myers signed. I think about you and and guys like Jared Jack, Carl Landry, all part of the yeah. process here and and part of that development. Do you take any any little special pride in that? Oh man, I you know when I left, you know I, I always kept an eye out uh, on the team. You know, one for you know the organization for giving me an opportunity to chase my dream, being undrafted. Uh, them taking a chance on me, and um, and obviously my relationship with Steph and, and Harrison and Draymond once I left Festus, uh, and watching those guys win, it, it it really felt great. You know, I you know I, I'm happy for you know anyone that succeeds, let alone the people that I saw, you know, on a consistent basis, put in that work day in and day out. And I tell the story all the time about you know I'm only averaging four minutes a game my rookie season, and Steph's probably playing. 34, 35 minutes a game, and I'm in, I'm on the court hour and a half at the practice working out. He's on the other end, you know, you know, getting up the reps, and to see it kind of all pan out, you know, the way it has, it's it's just been remarkable. And uh, you know, I, you know, I felt you know gracious, and 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 uh, you know, I was really grateful that I was a part of you know organization that had done so much. What do you remember about that 2012-2013 season when you guys? We're surprising a lot of people. Uh, first of all, we won the we won the summer league uh, championship. You know, that was <laughs> that was kind of the start of it all. You know, getting that that winning culture and you know taking things serious no matter what level you're at. And uh, you know, just I think you know, shocking Denver in the first round, and you know, rolling the dice against a very seasoned San Antonio team, and you know, gaining that experience was 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 huge for the team moving forward. And if you think about it. You know, there are teams that learn, you know, learn how to win from certain teams. It's certain teams that you struggle with for a couple of years to beat or, you know, two years in a row you run into that you can't quite get over the hump. And as your players develop, as you make, you know, moves that get better, you know, you finally get over that hump. And, uh, you know, for the Warriors, you know, we that year was, was good for us. You know, a lot of confidence building up. Uh, and then, you know, two years later, you know, I mean, these guys have been to the last five finals you know, from what, 15, uh, 19, 14 and 19. So, uh, you know, you just got to pay your dues and, and stay, stay the course and, and trust in what you have and, you know, really build that championship mentality and championship war around your organization and good things to come. You know, for those who don't remember back in 2012, 2013, Baysmooring was a thing back then, you know, when uh, you were <laughs> celebrating. And I remember – and I, I hope I didn't embarrass you, but I remember we were at City Hall for maybe a proclamation or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And and I asked if in the, the audience if anybody knew what base boring was, and these two young ladies came right up on the stage and gave gave the pose. I always thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that, they, they made me, you know, the Bay Area made me feel right at home. I was able to kind of, uh, you know, being a long way from home. I grew up in North Carolina, went to college in Virginia, but, being a long way from home, they embraced me, and uh, I never forget those first couple of years out here. You know, not playing much and being 499, and you know, just having you know the the gravity that I did just by you know loving the game and appreciating the opportunity. You know, it, it really gave me a lot of confidence and 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 self belief in who I was. You know, you start you're in your ninth year. You've had eight years experience. I think that my benchmark for anybody is I always say if you play 10 years in this league you've had a great career cuz it's the best league in the <laughs> world you know and right. I, and I know you're going to get there and uh not that it, my judgment matters at all uh right. but, but you know the um 
But to me, I'm always curious when I, I see a player gets into our league and then, you know, reacquaint myself with that player later on. What have you learned? What are you now more comfortable, more better at than maybe your first couple of years in the league? Oh, just the patience and the understanding this is a very long season. Um, you know, the, the ebbs and the flows, you know, the season and, uh, you know, ultimately how to handle, you know, new situations. Um, you know, the past three seasons, the two seasons I've been on two different teams. Uh, you go back another season, I, you know, change head coaches. So, you know, it's a lot being thrown at you and, you know, learning how to, you know, adapt and, uh, you know, learn the new ins and outs of, of a program and, you know, your life building. Uh, I'm a husband now, two kids under two. And, you know, Whoa. it's just a lot, you know, that, you know, you wear many hats and it's just all compartmentalizing and, um, you know, just really, you know, staying true to your faith and uh, believing things will work out. You know, you, you got to let go of the little things and continue to put your best foot forward every day. Ken Basemore, my guest on the roundtable. I'm Tim Roy here on 95.7 The Game. You're home for Golden State Warriors basketball. Two kids under two, so I'd imagine you might have had to spend a little money on Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah, man, well, this year's Valentine's, you know, my wife and I, we've, we've come, you know, a long ways and kind of understanding each other's grind, you know, her being basically a single parent with, you know, kind of the, the schedule, you know, me not being around as much and, you know, her understanding that, you know, going on the road and, you know, being, you know, secluded in a hotel and just, you know, kind of the grind of playing every other night and four games in six days and, you know, we, we come to a great understanding, you know, and we, we really enjoy our time together, spending that quality time and, you know, really optimizing the time we do get. So this year's Valentine was that the Valentine's Day was, was awesome and, you know, many other ways. We went down to um we went down to, uh, up to Half Moon Bay and, you know, just kinda hung out out there in the beach in the sand and listened to the waves crash and just reminisced a little bit and you know, that's kinda where we are, man. Just, you know, really, you know, hanging on and, and just you know, kind of embracing the small things in life. That sounds great. Before I let you go, let me ask you a couple questions about what's going on right now. And and uh, you've been around, Steph. Have you seen him play better? Uh, I mean, that's a. I mean, uh, do he's on another level right now, and you know, his just approach every day. He comes in, and you know, he just won't stop working. Like he's 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 in the weight room. He's getting up shots. He's taking care of his body he's doing all these things he's watching film he's i mean he's 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 locked in you know to you know a level that many haven't seen you know um yeah i I just think about him missing all of last season you want to talk about a guy that absolutely loves the game you know i think you know the his joy of being back out there is really you know taking him to new heights and his level of understanding for the game you know to have so many new pieces around him and, and actually sitting out a year of NBA basketball. I mean, people don't, you know, understand, you know, that NBA basketball is, is, is a lot about rhythm and for him to stay sharp, you know, you know, miss that time, you know, healing his hand and, you know, coming back, you know, and, and staying sharp, you know, that staying locked in is, is just remarkable within itself. I'm not surprised. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, like I said, grateful that I'm his teammate this season. When the Warriors get James Wiseman back, Kevon Looney, and can can you know play small ball when they want to, not just because they have to, you know how good can this team be? I think we'll be really well. I mean, for us to be where we are right now, uh, given you know we really haven't you know shown that we're over a five hundred team. I think um, you know if you look at 
you know, the, 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 through a small lens, we are sharpening a lot of different things. You know, we, we struggled with rebounding early on in the year, and, you know, a lot of people were saying that that would be our weakness, you know, losing those bigs. But that's just something we've learned to play around, and I think we've gotten a lot better defensively, you know, keeping the ball in front, really talking and, and, and executing on a defensive end. And when you add length and, and, and size at the rim, you know, I think our defensive rating will be even higher once we start closing possessions, you know, with the rebounds. You know, we, we'll give teams, you know, two or three cracks at a, at a, at a, on a possession sometimes, you know, just from our size. You know, the ball bounces weird or, you know, we run in the crash and the ball fly, flies over our head. So, you know, once we get that size back and we can really, really utilize, you know, those guys down low, get back out, you know, get them guys running, running around. And it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun team to watch. Well, Ken Baseball, you two are a uh, pro's pro. I appreciate your time and uh, wish yes, you sir. nothing but success both on and off the floor of that family. And, and uh, best of luck tomorrow night when the, the Warriors take on the Miami Heat. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, my man. Anytime. That is Ken Baseball. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Uh, Kent, uh, just one of the great guys in the NBA, and certainly it's great to have him back on the Warriors. I think he is helping establish the return of the defensive culture that the Warriors wanted to reestablish, something that got away from them last year with all the young players and the injuries they had. They wanted to reestablish that defensive culture. Kent Bazemore is helping them do that. He's a good defender. When you put him out there with Andrew Wiggins and Wanamaker, and you put him out there with uh, some of the other Warriors that that, uh, run with that second group, sometimes Kelly Oubre Jr., whoever it might be, uh, then you have a, a good defensive team. And the Warriors are becoming a very good defensive team. Their, their numbers, you know, don't lie. They, they, since the first four games of the year, they've been one of the better defensive teams. They're in the top five in opponent field goal percentage. Always one to look at. Opponent field goal percentage. That means your opponents aren't getting easy shots. They're getting contested, and that's what the, the Warriors are doing right now. They're contesting shots, and they're battling a little bit. By the way, bad news tonight for Minnesota at former warrior D'Angelo Russell. He's undergoing arthroscopic surgery to remove a loose body in his left knee. He's expected to be out for four to six weeks. That is just a tough break. A reminder, the Warriors 2021 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Why don't you give me a call at 888-957-9570. Is this the best that you have seen Stephen Curry play? I don't know. It's close. It's got to be, you know, it's it's. He's, he's unbelievable right now. He is just on fire. When you're scoring over 25 a night, shooting 50% from the field, uh, that's something that only Michael Jordan has done from the guard position. And so that's something you have to you know, take, a, take a hard look at. What about Draymond Green? 93 assists so far in the month of February. I mean, his play last night was just outstanding. 16 assists, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Give me a call, 888-957-9570. Hit up the text line, or you can hit me up on Twitter, at Warriors Vox. We'll get to your comments and your calls. Mark Stein of the New York Times comes by to chat a little bit about the All-Star Weekend, that and more, as the Warriors Roundtable continues on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7, the game. Each and every member of Dub Nation has a seat at this table. If everybody would please take your seats. The Warriors Roundtable. The table has returned on 95.7 The Game. Now back. 
to Warriors Box. A look away three. Oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. You've got to be kidding me. Tim Roy. Glad you're with us here on our home for Golden State Warriors basketball. 95-7 the game. Warriors in Miami tomorrow night. 6.30 with the airtime. 7 o'clock with the the pregame show. The Warriors Basketball Academy has reopened the doors to their facility in Oakland. For a limited time, they're offering a free physically distance shoot 360 workout. Improve your game in our shooting and skill cages by going to Warriors, excuse me, GSWAcademy.com. Not Warriors, GSWAcademy.com. It's a great facility. It's high tech. It's safe. And it is a tremendous amount of fun. Make sure you check that out. So, I, Tim Roy, welcome back to the roundtable. Again, our number is, again, the 888 You can hit me up on Twitter at Warriors Vox. Danny checks in. He enjoyed the interview with uh, Kent Bazemore. Always uh, a great interview when you have a great subject. And Kent was awesome tonight. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad he's back with the Golden State Warriors. The Miami Heat, by the way, for tomorrow's game, have released their injury report. As expected, Goran Drag- uh, Dragic and Avery Bradley not with the team. They're out with injuries. Myers Leonard, Chris Silva still rehabbing their injuries. And Gabe Vincent with probable is his listing with knee soreness. So Miami continues to have their share of injuries as well. Remember, Jimmy Butler missed a whole boatload of games as well. Let's go to the phone lines again, 888 Your thoughts on Stephen Curry, the Warriors, the NBA, we're open to you, your questions. Rich in Fremont. Hey, Rich. Yeah, hey, first of nope. all, I, I just want to tell you, Tim, I, you know, I don't, I'm not able sometimes to get home on time to watch the game, so... Um, I have to, you know, listen to on the radio, and you really bring it to life, brother. I tell you something, you really do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on on every word you're saying when you're when you're, you know, basically broadcasting. So, fine job there. Um, I appreciate that. I, Thank you so much. It's it's a I don't ever take it for granted. It's a, it's a great job, and I'm I'm blessed to work here. No, I I can definitely tell. I can hear it in your voice. Um, but. One of the things that, that struck me was when the, before the season started, they had a picture of Steph Curry, and it was on Instagram. And they had took the picture, I guess, when he was in his workout. And I took a look at that picture, and I thought, man, it, it, you know, he just looked so toned. He looked so ready. He looked like he hadn't missed a beat. So when you ask the question, you know, do you think Steph's playing his best basketball I think we still have yet to see this guy do other greater things. I think the more he plays, the more he's just going to surprise everybody with new things. Um, but, but yeah, he, he's a phenomenal player. I, I don't see anything stopping him but the, but the sky, and, and I'm, I'm just glad we can actually be fans and get to watch it. You know, it's funny because, you, you know, think about how, what he looked like when he was a rookie and what he looks like now. I mean, he takes contact so much better. He's in great shape. He's stronger. He gets to the rim. He does all those things. And, um, you know, that's an interesting thought you have there, Rich. And, again, you can uh, join in the party here at 888 or hit me up on Twitter at Warriors Box. Interesting point that, you know, there are still, you know, surprises ahead. And I think that's, that's a – I think you've got something there because – and, and, in fact, at Ken Bazemore, we were talking about this, is that what comes with experience is you're, you learn how to do things in a more efficient way. You learn how to, to uh, know your body a little bit better. You, you know the personnel in the league better. You know how to get from point A to point B 
in a much better fashion. You don't always have to crash in, you know, if you're driving and getting to the rim. You don't always have to, you know, go full speed. You can slow down. You can make plays. You know, it's it's so interesting to watch. And last night, again, you talk about guys that know how to play. And I love it because he's from the Bay Area. Juan Toscano-Anderson made a play last night on, on a fast break. He just he just knows how to to uh, run a break, how to play basketball. He he gets up, he looks, he doesn't have positive numbers. It's a it's about maybe a four on three at best. Okay, so what did he do? He drifts to the right with a dribble. And what did that do? Well, the the defense kind of naturally kind of goes with the guy with the ball, right? You know, you don't want to, you have to stop the ball at some point. And so the defense kind of slid over there. Kelly Oubre made his, you know, he was the, the trailer on the break, came right down Broadway, and, and Juan set him up for an easy bucket. And when you get guys like that, and Steph's like that, Draymond's like that, JTA's like that, when you get guys like that, that understand, you know, just the natural flow of the game and have that instinct, your, your game is a lot easier, your plays are a lot crisper, and you take advantage of opportunities. The other thing I wanted to talk about tonight, and, and I, I know you hear us say this on radio a lot, is that Steph's gravity is another thing you need to appreciate. You know, how many times last night in the game did Cleveland have two defenders around Curry while a warrior would slip free, get a layup, get a dunk, all because of the pressure, the pressure that Stephen Curry puts on a defense? It's, it's an incredible sight to see. It's something that's, that's so much fun. And, uh, again, savor every second. Let's go to Damon in Oakland. He's on the Warriors Roundtable line, Tim Roy. Hey, Damon. Yes, I want to comment on the minutes that he plays Steph Curry. Uh, I I noticed he always plays Steph and Draymond together. And sometimes I feel he could give them that rest. If they're rolling and they're up, up, you know, at the end of the first and the end of the third, maybe he could set them that last two minutes. And also uh, with Pascal in the second unit, it seems like, you know, if he has it going, he'll still come out and he'll put Draymond in. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, I think, you know, Steve Kerr knows his team better than any of us, and he knows how to, how to run that, that rotation. I think it's a rotation that Draymond and Steph are very comfortable with, and I think that's one of the reasons he runs it that way. And I think he's also trying to, to find that combination where he can play five guys without those two on the floor and still have something you know positive occur all the time. And, and, and I think he's searching for that combination. It's not like the five-year run where you could put veterans out there and they would, they would know what to do and how to play and, and, and everything else. So I, I think he's looking for that combination. That's why you, know, you saw Wiggins go back and play with that group, to give Wiggins a chance maybe to get his offensive game going and to give them a scorer on the floor that they could go to. So I think that's part of it. And the other part, I think, is you know, anytime you get a chance to get Draymond Green on the floor, you've got to get him on the floor. I mean, he's a basketball savant. Uh, Pascal, though, when he's hot, he will he'll get his chance, and and he'll continue to get his chance, especially you know when Draymond's off the floor. Let's go to Nico. Nico, I believe, is also in Oakland, and you're on the Warriors roundtable. Hey, Tim, thank you for taking my call. I just um, you asked the question: um, How good can this team be um, to Baysmore? And I'm just curious to know what you 
think about uh, this new kid, Justinian Jessup. Justinian Jessup, I think it's his name. And he's pretty good. And I really think he's a great backup to Clay Thompson. I really think he uh, he's a 3 and D guy. I really think he can uh, back up. And if you're asking me, I'll do this thing to me. I mean, if they don't get a championship next year and everybody stays healthy, they will definitely get one the next because um, from what I'm seeing, how this guy plays in – uh, I think it's Australia. It's Australia. He's in the ABL, yeah, or the NBL. Excuse me, the NBL. Yeah. yeah, he yeah he can shoot, he can score, uh, but I think I think it's the best of both worlds for the Warriors this year with him because they get him in a pro league. They don't have to use a roster spot or a salary, and he they have the the rights to him. So I think this is a great situation for him to get minutes, get shots, get his professional experience. It's a very good league over there. That's the one that Andrew Bogut was playing in when he came back to the Warriors. He was playing for the Sydney Kings. So it's a very good league over there. And so I think it's a really good opportunity for him to go and, and get his feet wet into the pros. And then next year, maybe this summer, when the Warriors have a summer league team, maybe he can come over and, 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 uh, and really – uh, get his feet wet, get, feel the NBA game a little bit better. But he's an option. Now, when you're talking about if the Warriors can make a championship run, you know, think about this. There's still a 60% chance the Warriors will get Minnesota's pick this year, maybe at four or five. If you get the pick that high and you're bringing back Clay Thompson and if, if the kid playing in Australia is for real, and you have another year with this group, and who knows what you know what's going to happen with Kelly Oubre Jr. He's signed through this year. You know, maybe he comes back. Who knows? Uh, then you're looking at, I think, a team that has a chance to run. And also, let's not forget, James Wiseman will be a year older, a year better, a year more experienced. He's going to start filling out into his body. He's just a teenager. So yeah, there there are possibilities here. There are possibilities here. So. Right now, what I think I'd like to do is kind of switch gears a little bit. I had a chance to talk to one of the great scribes in the NBA, uh, Mark Stein. It's been a difficult year for the NBA in terms of logistics, in terms of scheduling, and they still have a lot of work to do. And obviously, even this week, games are getting moved around. Denver at Cleveland got added because of some of the games that were postponed. There's bad weather in Texas, some of the games postponed down there. So there's a lot of work to do for the NBA, and Mark Stein covers it all. I had a chance to catch up with him earlier this afternoon. Well, Mark, I know you're you're happy to be covering NBA games and NBA stories. I also know you're happy that M-City is atop the table in the Premier League. So uh, as far as a pandemic goes, as long as everybody in your life is healthy and happy, you've got to be pretty good right now. Yeah, you know, we're trying to, in Texas, really survive this crazy winter storm. But uh, knocking on wood, I am doing, I am doing just fine. What is your opinion of, of what's going on with the NBA and the way that the schedule is evolving? It seems every other week we have a couple of games get canceled and some team will miss two or three games in a row. It, and it, so far, it, it seems to be working okay, but I'm curious to see what, how you see it from afar. Well, I think when you just look at the raw numbers, it's pretty daunting. I mean, as of basically Tuesday, the league had to postpone 31 games and 29 of those were directly because of a positive test or contract tracing, something that kept the team from being able to field eight players. So that's a lot of games that they're going to have to make up. And let's just say I'm pretty glad I'm not in the schedule office to try to have to figure out, figure it out because 
I don't know how they're going to squeeze all those games between March 10th-ish and May 20th-ish. Um, that's a lot of extra ground to make up. But I think you can also say, you know, once the season started, you know, in January at the height of this when the postponements were really coming thick and fast, I think people were saying, pause the season. We got to go on pause. We got to, you know, once you start, you can't really pause because then players leave the ecosystem and they're not being tested every day. And every time the league takes a break, there's always a spike in tests. And that's what's so scary about this March 5 through 10 break coming up is that we don't know what that's going to do to things. So, you know, I don't think anyone would say things are going well. I mean, that's probably not an adjective you're going to hear. I think they're just, they're doing the best they can in unprecedented circumstances and just you can't stop for all the reasons I said. So can you get to the, you know, can you get a regular, a representative regular season done through May and then take stock of, of where things are in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I judge it by my, my dog walk. When I walk my dog in the morning and people stop me and they're excited about games, I say, okay, this is this is really good because it's giving people a distraction, something to, to root for, something to to get excited about. And so I I think on the whole it's it's, it's going okay. But uh, what, what stories have captivated you in the, in the first half of the season in, in this year's NBA? Well, I mean, I have to be honest. I wish I was paying a lot more attention to the basketball and a lot less attention to the other things that I tend to be writing about. Unfortunately, that's not the case. I have not. You know, I'm sure when you're out on that dog walk, it's, it's because uh, your neighbors are treated to number 30. And, it, you know, he's such a great show. And, I mean, I think, you know, you know, having me been around and travel with you guys for a few years, how much I enjoyed getting to see Stephen Curry play every day. And I don't get to watch it as much as I'd like to now because he, he is definitely putting on a show. But, honestly, I think from, from my perspective – and again, I don't want to complain because I've always said I have the greatest job in the world, but I, but my focus has definitely been more on, you know, the logistics of trying to get this season played and this looming mystery of the all-star game where participant after participant has made it clear they don't want to play, but basically you're having 25 star players are being asked to make this sacrifice for the good of the 400 plus other players who aren't going to get an invite to Atlanta because of the money that's on the line. So, I mean, you know, we're since last year and, you know, I, I personally, I, I just will never forget it. I was, I was flying to the Bay for the Warriors first game without fans when the league was shut down on March 11th, you know, we'll never forget that feeling of sitting in my, and just seeing all this happen on my phone, 30,000 feet in the air. And and since then, it's just, you know, the things that I think in the media we're, we're forced to focus on are, you know, their real-life business aspects of the game and not 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 the fun stuff like Stephen Curry going crazy and, and what Utah's doing. The Jazz aren't getting nearly enough attention and shine for – and what is it now? As, as we speak, they've won 19 out of 20 and 17 of those by double digits, you know, unbeaten in February. I mean, there, there is good basketball happening. You know, I just put together my all-star picks, and that was another thing where it's like 
man, there are a lot of individual players having great, great seasons. I mean, there there are so many more than 24 worthy players for all-star consideration. So there are good basketball things happening, but, you know, uh, the, the real world never kind of, never kind of escapes my, uh, my attention at this point. Mark Stein of the New York Times, my guest here on the roundtable. I, Tim Roy, in your home for Golden State Warriors basketball. That's 95-7, the game. You bring up the All-Star game, and I've always had this question. I, I for the life of me, cannot understand why the rosters aren't expanded. It's an exhibition game, and why not reward you know, two or three guys extra a year. Uh, you could reward the guy who is maybe not playing at an all-star caliber, but you give him the honorary title because he's a great player. He's maybe at the end of his career, and fans would love to see them. Do you think we'll ever see that day? I'm actually a little surprised to hear you say that because, you know, we're basically the same age, the same generation, and I'm, I am, you know, I struggle with change. It's never a good thing to say, you know, don't, this is the way we've always done it, so just keep it that way. I mean, that's never a good answer as, you know, as a Dallas resident, Mark Cuban, the Mavericks owner, has given me that lecture about a thousand times. So <laughs> I get it. I always wonder when you talk about expanding the rosters to 15, you're still going to have plenty of of snubs. And then what do you say to the all-stars of, of years past who had to make 12-man teams and now, you know, now it's 15? Like, I, you know, eventually it will probably happen because everything changes in sports eventually. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there are, you know, a lot of players you've covered who were the 13th, 14th, or 15th all-star in any given year and they didn't get to go and, you know, what do we say to them if it goes to, to a 15-man roster? Uh, I I don't know the answer. I'm not smart enough to have the answer. I mean, you know, like I said, I just did my picks, and a 15-man roster would have been a heck of a lot easier to try to come up with answers because there are so many, you know, in the West, you know, got, got, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul might be fighting for one spot for a Phoenix team that's in the top four and has really surprised people. De'Aaron Fox is facing such an uphill climb to get an all-star spot when he's, really, really played well and lived up to a contract that I think people questioned at the time when he got it from Sacramento. Zion Williamson, who obviously has all-star games in his future, but you know, if you've seen him in person, you know what a locomotive he is and what a handful he is. And, and you know, there are so many guys who, who have all-star caliber numbers and, and might get snubbed. I mean, Zach Levine in Chicago, Julius Randle with the Knicks, I mean, if, if if one or two or both of those guys don't make it, I'm sure they're going to be asking, what more do I have to do to make an all-star team? But it, it, it's a tricky one. I, 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 I just, I don't know about, I don't know about going to 15. That for some reason, that just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> okay. So where, where do you stand on the play-in tournament for the postseason then? I didn't like that either. Cause like I said, I'm a fossil and I hate change, but right. you know, I will say being in the bubble, and being in the, one of the best stories in the bubble with Phoenix showing up with whatever it was, a 1% mathematical chance of making the playoff and taking it all the way to the final game. And Portland going on this hellacious tear to actually get up to eighth and bump Memphis down to nine. And then that playing game was fantastic. So I think it's depressed the trade market to a degree because – everybody's still kind of in the playoff hunt. And I think it makes teams maybe a little more reluctant to make moves because you really, 
you know, Washington, Detroit, Minnesota, those might really be the only three teams we can say are out of it right now. So everybody's kind of still alive to some degree. But the the play the play in I do like because it addresses one of the biggest problems in American sports. Our league have too many games and too many games that don't matter. And so because of the play in system and the fact that even the number ten team in each conference is still technically alive with some postseason hope, it, it it's it should add meaning to regular season games late in the season that in the past have just been throwaways and and so I, I do think that's a good change. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like it for this year because of the unusual circumstances. But I think after this year, I think 16 out of 30 is enough. So that's where that's where I, I say get off my lawn. That, that's 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 mine. But uh, I, I guess. Well, I, remember, though, I mean, remember, you're you know, if you're number 10, you're going to have to win twice to get in. So now if a number now if we have a situation like last season where, you know, Dallas at number seven was much closer to number six than they were to number eight were, you know, were the number seven seed to lose in that scenario, I'm sure they would be crushed and there would be fan outrage. But again, the number seven seed has to lose twice to forfeit their playoff spot. The number eight seed has to lose twice to forfeit their playoff spot. So the odds are still stacked against the number 10 pulling that off. But I I get what you're saying. I mean, it's going to, obviously, someday it's going to happen if they stick with the system. Someday a number 10 seed is going to get in the playoffs, and there will be a fan out, fan uproar. So, so it has been a, a snow day in the Stein household then today. It has, you know, and like I said, I am I, I I should be knocking on wood as we speak because there's been just massive power outages all throughout the state of Texas, and I'm sure you saw the Mavericks game Wednesday against Detroit has been postponed because you know there's so many homes are without power that that basically the state government has decreed you know, you can't be having sporting events when so many residents don't even have power. So uh, if this were Minneapolis or my beloved Buffalo, it would be a normal Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, in, in Texas, we are not equipped to deal with snow, ice, sleet, and freezing temperatures, and it's unfortunately causing a lot of havoc. So I, I hope if you have any Texas listeners uh, who love the dubs and are tuning in, I hope everybody's safe and sound. Well, we're glad that you're safe and sound. We hope that everybody in Texas stays safe. We've got some great NBA fans down there. And, Mark, I always appreciate your time, and, and uh, good luck with your coverage of the NBA. And, and hopefully, hopefully, sometime in the near future, I'll be able to sit down and talk to you at a game sometime soon. I mean, you guys were just in our city for four days. I didn't get anywhere near the Warriors. It was very, very jarring. I didn't like it. So it's... I hope you're right. I hope we hope we cross paths soon. That's Mark Stein of the New York Times. You can follow him on Twitter at the Stein Line, and you won't regret it. He's one of the NBA's best writers. Hey, Dub Nation, go to Warrior Shop today to get a Lunar New Year Celebration T-shirt. This unique Warriors T-shirt was designed in red to signify happiness and good fortune in 2021, the year of the ox. Shop now at shop.warriors.com, a Fanatics experience. lot to tell you still yet to come on the roundtable. Look ahead of the schedule, a check on the Kaiser Permanente scoreboard. All that coming your way on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7, the game. Yeah, home of the authentic Warriors fan. Is holding court. Pun intended. Join me in my court at Camelot. At the Warriors Roundtable on 95.7.
Now back to Warriors Box. It's good! Tim Roy. Glad you've been with us on the roundtable tonight. I'm Tim Roy. Let's look ahead to the upcoming uh, broadcast. And, of course, starting with tomorrow night, the Miami Heat in town. And that means our old friend, Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. The Nun, Kendrick Nunn, high right side, going to have to hurry up. Down to six, to Bam, Bam, in the paint, to Andre Iguodala for three. Got it to go, Andre Iguodala's third tray, and 13 points for Iggy, and the Heat now up by 15. So 18 three-pointers by the Heat so far, three assists in a row by Bam. 6.30 of the airtime, 7 o'clock tomorrow with the Tip Warriors and the Miami Heat. And then it's on the road. The Warriors go out to Orlando. Will they try to slow down Terrence Ross? Birch. Ross rising. The torch is lit. Terrence Ross is second three tonight. But David starts with great defense. Cole Anthony denying Sexton at the rim. Friday, 3.30 in the afternoon. Warriors in the Magic, 4 o'clock with the tip. And then Saturday, the Warriors are in Charlotte. And the Hornets have a young man named Ball. Washington to Ball. Right side. Catch and shoot three is good. LaMelo Ball. Seven threes. A Hornets rookie record tying triple. 4.30 of the airtime when the Warriors take on Charlotte on Saturday. And Tuesday, they're in New York. Barrett. Into the corner goes to Randall. Two to shoot. Ball away jumper. Got it to go. He was well behind the backboard and nails it. 42 for Randall. Is Julius Randall an all-star? We'll answer that question on Tuesday, 4 o'clock with the airtime. Warriors and the Knicks, and that's on to Indiana. Sabonis takes it immediately down the left side of the lane and lays it in as he's fouled. By the time he got to within five or six feet of the basket, he started to lose his balance, and it looked like he would fall to the floor, but he somehow pushed the ball off the glass and in. Warriors in Indiana on Wednesday, 4 o'clock of the air time on that one. The Warriors taking on the Pacers. Now to the Kaiser Permanente scoreboard, where tonight the Boston Celtics were taking on the Denver Nuggets, and the Joker was getting it done. Neesmith has knocked down both his shots in the first half. He's got 7, 57, 52. 48 seconds to go in the half. Camposa for Jokic. Roll into the basket. Goes to the right hand. Flips it up and in. Layups for him. Denver's within three. And Jokic has a 29-point first half here at the Garden. He would finish with 43, but Denver loses to Boston, 112-99. to Other games going on right now. The Pelicans have just beaten the Grizzlies, 101-81. to The Toronto Raptors and Milwaukee, they're tied at 94 in the fourth quarter. Lakers and the Timberwolves, 86-84 in that one. That's a tight game in Carl Anthony Towns. He's got to get Towns going here. Bounce pass from Towns to Ann, who knifes his way into the paint, drives in for the layup. They give the assist to Carl on that one. They do. This is third, 18 now for Edwards. Beautiful play by Carl. And 10 minutes to go in Oklahoma City, where the Trailblazers are on top of the Thunder. Portland 93, Oklahoma City 84. I want to thank my guests on tonight's show, Mark Stein of the New York Times, Ken Baysmore, the Warriors Wing. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. You can rehear that conversation on soundcloud.com slash warriors. That's where R.C. Davis, our producer for Warriors Radio Lives. The C stands for cuddles. Coming up on the final word, Ryan Covey and John Dickinson talking some Draymond Green. Not only his play on the floor, but his comments off the floor. I'm Tim Roy for Bobby Spang. That rhymes with bang. Thank you for listening to the Warriors Roundtable on your home for Golden State Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 